Um, here's a slide for you just to say uh, Merry Christmas to you all for the first time, or Happy Christmas even. And uh, let me tell you that last year in uh, the UK, Christmas cost £50 billion. Pounds. So if you think your shopping bill is big, that's an even bigger number than your shopping bill. £50 billion, pounds, the, the average home spent £475 pounds on presents. Now that is nuts. £50 billion, pounds, £475 pounds per home on presents. And Christmas, unlike any other celebration, is unique because Amazon loves it. Uh, the, the high street loves it because it's about giving presents. It's about giving gifts. Uh, think about it in this way. At Easter, you don't give gifts. You give a bit of chocolate to a few people in your home, right? Uh, when it's an anniversary, when it's a birthday, when it's a celebration, you may give gifts to one person. One person in your family, one person at work. But when it comes to Christmas, you don't give gifts to one person, you give gifts to, you give gifts to everybody. And the list keeps on growing, if it's like my family, it's growing too. You give gifts to everybody. Christmas is different from any other time of the year, because at Christmas you give gifts not to one, you give gifts to everybody. Now, in and of itself, giving gifts is a good thing. So I'm not bar humbug. Well, I am, but that's another story. I'm not that much of a bar humbug. I, I like giving some of my money to Amazon. I like receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. Uh, and why is it a good thing? It's a good thing, I think, because it mirrors, it gives us a picture perfectly of what Christmas is really all about. What Christmas is really all about. I want to show you one verse from the Bible. It's from a book called Romans uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 32 says this, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, he, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This is written after the time of Jesus, about 30 years after Jesus' uh, death, and uh, Paul writes to say, I'm going to tell you about that event, Jesus' birth, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection, Jesus' ascension when he returned to, to heaven. I'm going to tell you about that, and it's about God giving us a gift. Here are two more verses. We've had one read already, Joel. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. It's that word again, Isaiah 9 verse 6. That's 700 years before Jesus walked the earth. Here's another sentence from a man who wrote about Jesus' life. His name's John. The most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's that same word again. His one and his only son. Every time you give a gift, £475 a house, every time you give a gift at Christmas, is actually a wonderful mirror, a wonderful demonstration of what Christmas is really all about. Beyond the tinsel, beyond the uh, pigs in blankets, beyond the turkey, beyond the razzle-dazzle, which is fun. But Christmas is celebrating God's gift to us, and his name is Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. I want to just meditate with you on what that means. Because if we think about what gifts are like, you actually learn three truths about what Jesus is like and who he actually is. Here's number one. Gifts. Gifts are surprises. Gifts are surprises. The best gifts are always surprises. And when you receive a gift, if you're, if you're not like me, then you receive it with joy. But I have it in my person 
to feel every present as it comes and to guess and to ruin the joy of the giver. I don't know why. So if it is a, a, a triangular shape, if it is kind of long looking, if it's a triangular based prism, okay, I know that's going to be a, a Toblerone that's been reduced because of the EU. I'm not bitter about it at all, but it's not as good as it once was. There's more space between the triangles. But I'm going to guess, oh, it's a Toblerone. Thank you for going to Poundland on my behalf. But the best gifts, you know you're given a great gift when it's a surprise, and you know when you're given a great gift when you hear these words. You hear something like, wow, I didn't expect that. That is perfect. I've always wanted a nasal clipper. Um, that is exactly, uh, I say that because I received one a while ago. Um, that is exactly what I need. When you hear those kind of words, I've always wanted a chainsaw and I'm only 18. Um, when you hear those sort of words and you love hearing those words, that is perfect. Left to myself, I would never have bought that, but that is just what I need. I need that nasal hair clipper and I'm only 28. Um, that kind of stuff, when you hear that, you know that you've hit the jackpot. And you know that people have not guessed that you've bought them a Toblerone again, and I love Toblerones, hint, hint. Um, you know that gifts are great when they are surprises. And every time you give a surprise gift, that is teaching us something about Jesus, who is God's gift to us, and he too is a surprise. He is a surprise. Here's the second thing I think that Christmas can teach us, that gifts teach us. Sometimes, this seems counterintuitive, Sometimes gifts can be insulting. Sometimes gifts can be insulting. When I was, uh, next one please, Joel. When I was uh, 11 years old, I received the gift in the middle. Okay? When I was 11 years old, I received Brute for Men. Now, this is 30 years old. It was a wonderful green bottle. I got green cologne as well. It made me feel like the Hulk and look like it because it was green. But now I've gone down memory lane and I googled this because Brute has made a bit of a comeback. So maybe I'll get some of that or Old Spice, I don't know. But when I received that gift, age 11, it was kind of insulting. Because what was it saying? Well, it's about that time in your life, in a man's life, that you need to start taking a, a little bit more care of your hygiene. Um, maybe you receive a family organizer. Now, there's a hidden agenda there, perhaps. Perhaps it's a loved one saying, perhaps you should be more organized. Or maybe... Maybe you used to smoke a few cigarettes, something like that, and you get given some teeth whitening wraps, and you whack them on there, and I'm sure they do no damage at all to your teeth, but they bleach your teeth bright white. What could possibly go wrong from Walgreaves? When you receive gifts, they're great surprises, I hope. But sometimes gifts can be very insulting. They can be insulting. One of the things about the gift of Jesus is that most people at Christmas time and throughout the year, they think they are good people. I think I'm a good person left to myself. Perhaps you do too. I'm not as bad as the person next door to me. I'm certainly not as bad as the person I work with. You should hear what they say. You should hear the stories they tell. Inherently, I'm more moral than them. I'm better than them. I'm kinder than them. I'm not as cruel as them. I'm more consistent than them. All those sentences would be true. I'm quite good. I'm quite decent. I'm quite a good moral person, and I'm trying my best to get through life to survive another year. The gift of God, whose name is Jesus, is a wonderful surprise. But actually, the gift of Jesus, this gift from God, this person who walked the earth 2,000 years ago, 
is actually quite insulting. And this is where Christianity differs from every other religion in the world. Every other religion in the world says that you can earn it. If you work hard enough, and if you're good enough, you deserve it. You can earn it. If you do the right things, you deserve it if you behave the right way. And God's gift to us, whose name is Jesus, is an insult to us. Because Jesus had to come because we're not good enough. And we can't work our way to God. We can't please him by our own efforts, by the things we don't do and the things we do. And here's the, here's the rub, here's the insult. Just like on Christmas Day, you can't receive a gift from a loved one if you've got your remote in one hand and a mug of coffee in another. You've got to put those gifts down. And to receive a gift, whatever it might be, Toblerone, hint, hint. Whatever it might be, you need to put down what you have in your hands and you need to have empty hands to receive the gifts that you will receive. The same is true of Jesus. If you're to receive the insulting gift of Jesus, who tells us we cannot earn our way to God, that we don't deserve our gift to God, that how much we love people, how moral we are, how good we are, that's never good enough for God. Jesus is actually insulting. A bit like deodorant, in a way. Because just like deodorant says you need to clean up your act and your body, God tells us that you cannot make your way to him by our own efforts. And so we need the gift of Jesus, who is a surprise, but who's also an insult. But God's gift, whose name is Jesus, is wonderful as well. Because with our empty hands, we can receive him, and in him we can find the relationship we long for, the righteousness that we can't find anywhere else. Because God's gift to us, whose name is Jesus, is a surprise but he's also an insult. But when you accept him, if you accept him, you find that life is actually worth living. You find the relationship you were made for. You find in him the joy that you long for. Because God's gift to us, his name is Jesus, well, he's a surprise, but he's also an insult. Now, where were we? Uh, two things, if you remember. I could test you, but I won't. Uh, gifts. Gifts are surprises. Unless it's a Toblerone, you can guess what that is. If it's squidgy in my house, it's probably going to be a pair of socks for me. I love socks. Gifts are insulting as well. The gift of God, whose name is Jesus, is a wonderful surprise. But anyone who actually met him, well, Jesus polarized people. Some people loved him. They saw who he was and who he is. They responded by following him, dropping their nets, if they were fishermen and everything, dropping everything and following him, running after him. They loved him as they learned more about him. But others, others as they were confronted by Jesus, they had the opposite response. And love turned to hate. And rather than following him, they wanted to find a way to kill him. Because Jesus, who's the gift of God, is a wonderful surprise, but he's also insulting. Here's the third thing, the final thing. Well, gifts, gifts are immensely valuable. Uh, I receive a Toberone every year. When I was 11, I got some Brut deodorant and some cologne. But uh, when I was 15, I got this. This is one of the best presents I've ever received in the whole world, as they say in German. What this is, is a PlayStation 1. This is the proper, the original, the only PlayStation. 
but my brother bought this for me, and that's why it's so precious. My brother, who's older than me, who earns a lot more money than me, even then, in his first job, and still now, he gave me FIFA, which is one of the finest games ever, a football game. FIFA, I think it's 2005, wrapped up, and I said, that's great. I thought it was a CD. He said, I said, that's great. Thanks ever so much, Martin, but I've got nothing to play it on. And then, just like Blue Peter, here's one I wrapped earlier. He gave me another package, and it was this. It was one of the best. Do I hear an R? <laughs> Do I hear an R? It's one of the best presents I've ever received because I didn't expect it. I hadn't earned it. I certainly couldn't afford it. What's your best ever present? Was it a, is this something really special that someone has made for you and you love it? Does uh, you give the value to it? Was it a trip that you went on? that you could never afford. It's completely out of the blue as a surprise, and it's immensely valuable. The gift of Jesus, who is a surprise, a gift of Jesus who is actually offensive and insulting to us, well, he's the greatest gift you can ever receive because of his worth, because of his nature, because of his value and character. In this last term, here at Church at Emmanuel, in this school hall where we've met, we've looked at the Old Testament predominantly, mostly, and we've looked at times when God has revealed himself to different people. We looked at uh, the time where he revealed himself as a whirlwind, awesome power, fear to Job. How he revealed himself in a fire to, to Abraham, immense glory and majesty. We've thought about how he's come as a fire to Moses so that Moses, he shuts his mouth and has to take off his shoes, which is a weird way of saying, I honor and love and respect and revere you because you're, you're someone greater than I can ever dream of or imagine. C.S. Lewis had it right in Narnia when he portrayed God as, as a lion, as Aslan. And he said those famous words, well, he is good, but he's not safe. There's something wonderful about the God of the Bible, but if we come to him thinking he's Father Christmas, we've got it completely wrong. God is to be loved and adored, but he's also to be feared. And that's what's so amazing about Christmas, you see. The God who's unapproachable becomes, becomes approachable. There's no one who is more vulnerable than a baby. We had a new baby in our family about 15, 16 months ago. And you're just reminded again about how precious and little and vulnerable and dependable and cute and chubby babies are. But think about what Christians call the incarnation. This God, the God of immensity and grandeur and might and splendor. The God who defines beauty. The God who, whose face Mary kissed the God in Jesus this baby who was born who grew to be a boy and a man he went through all the teenage struggles but impressed people with his power as he raised someone from the grave as he said a word and the waters who recognized the voice of God from creation were still blind people received back their sight deaf people could hear for the first time People who were spiritually bound were released because of God's gift to us, whose name is Jesus. Because he came. The one who is so immense, who's unapproachable, 
came small and close. The one who spoke the stars into space lay as a baby crying, asking for milk in dependency under the stars that he, he sustains with the word of authority and power. This is the holy God. This is the righteous God. This is the majestic God. This is the God who has beauty beyond our capabilities to see and bear. He came close. The most high God came to be the most low. That's what Christmas is about. God's gift to us. Now, how is that possible? Because of the heart of God to rescue a people for himself to redeem, to buy back a people for himself. And the first Christmas is linked really to the first Easter that was 33 years later. That this baby grew to be a man, as we sang about, and he died, he gave his life to ransom many people for himself. It's God's greatest gift to us. And Christian, friend, Have you forgotten the treasure that lives inside of you this Christmas? It's all too easy as a Christian to get caught up with all the lovely stuff that gets attached to Christmas. But do you remember the wonder that by his spirit lives in your heart? That's a reality for every Christian here. I mean, Paul wrote it in this sentence. How do you say thank you to someone who has everything? You often get these articles every year in the Daily Mail on Christmas Eve. What do you buy? And it's a a thousand pound pencil, you know, something ridiculous. It's It's a ticket on Richard Branson's jet to Mars or to the moon, wherever he's going. How do you say thank you to God who's given you his son? Paul was almost running out for words and he says this. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is not the greatest gift from Hamleys or Harrods. This is God himself who says, you have nothing and I'm going to give you everything. You can't make your way to me, so I'll come and rescue you. How do you respond? By saying thank you. And if you're not yet a Christian, here's how you can respond. You can respond by putting down whatever's in your hands, thinking you can earn your way to God, that you're good enough to God, and you can accept, you can receive God's greatest gift, which is surprising which is insulting and is immensely valuable, and his name is Jesus. Would you do that this Christmas time? It's the greatest thing that you can do. And then the correct response everyone who's become a Christian throughout the ages has said is, thank God for his his indescribable gift. It's wonderful. It's wowable. He's beautiful. And he was born in David's city. Surprising, he's insulting, but he's immensely valuable. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. That's what Christmas is about. And every time you give a gift, whether it's a PlayStation 1, Toberone, Clarone, Clarone, Cologne, whatever it may be, actually you're providing a wonderful picture of God's greatest gift to us, whose name is Jesus.